Crime does not pay. Look at them shine and glitter, Art. Look at them shine. That's a 50 grand glitter, baby. Ice. $50,000 worth of ice. Gee, how I'd love to wear them, Art. Wouldn't they look gorgeous around my neck? Like a rope, kid. You'd hang us both for sure if you ever wore those diamonds. In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear What's in a Name, starring Helen Craig. Now, Crime Does Not Pay, starring Helen Craig as Sophie Tarwell, alias Jane Costello, in What's in a Name? There is much truth in the old adage, no honor among thieves. There are only two successful methods of keeping thieves from falling out. One is a mutual interest in common gain. The other is force, the obey-or-die rule of organized crime. Sophie Tarwell and Art Sewell stayed together over the years because of common gain. These two had a method all their own. Sophie was the front with women, Art with the men. Their operation usually began as it did the morning Sophie arrived at a very swank Florida hotel and said to the desk clerk, May I register, please? Oh, uh, of course, miss, of course. Uh, right here. And what kind of accommodations did you wish? A small suite. Do you have one available? <laughs> uh, we have a very nice parlor, bedroom and bath on the east wing. On the ocean? Uh, yes, ma'am. Here's your registration card. Uh, thank you. Why, this is most extraordinary. Uh... We have a Jane Costello with us already, uh, the famous stage star. Well, that is interesting. Yes. <laughs> I've heard of her, of course, but I, we've never met. <laughs> well, at last the paths of the namesakes cross. It is strange, isn't it? And uh, no relation? No, none whatsoever. <laughs> well, I hope you do meet one day. And here, uh, front, please, front. <laughs> I want the manager. Is this the manager's office? Now, this is Martin Coswell speaking. Mr. Coswell, something must be done about this at once. I'm not getting my mail, and that other Jane Costello is. Now, there must be some way of sorting the mail so that I won't read another woman's letters nor she mine. Uh, yes, we've noticed your previous complaints, Miss Costello, and mentioned the matter to the other Miss Costello. We're doing our best. Uh, please be kind enough to give us a little more time. <laughs> Coswell at once. Uh, yes, yes, Miss Costello, of course, at once. Miss Costello, at very long last. Yes, I'm Jane Costello, and so am I. Really, it's an honor to meet you, finally. Thank you, Miss Costello. Thank you, Miss Costello. <laughs> <laughs> One has the oddest sensation of, of talking to oneself. Don't you feel that way? No, I have only the name, 
You have the great talent, Miss Costello. Thank you again, my dear. Really, you know, we'll have to do something about the mail. Well, now that we've met, perhaps we ought to have breakfast together and open all the mail addressed to Jane Costello, side by side. <laughs> Except, of course, those letters with return addresses we recognize. Exactly. Ah, I see you ladies have met. Yes, we have. And solved the whole muddle, Mr. Coswell. Well, excellent, excellent. Leave it to the ladies, I always say. <laughs> do you? Perhaps at the rate you're going, Mr. Coswell, you'd like us to run the hotel for you, too. Jane, I think this has been one of the best months of my life. The weather certainly has been pleasant. The weather's always pleasant in Florida this time of the year. But it's... it's finding a friend I'm talking about. Thank you, Jane. You know, my dear, I've been on the stage a good many years. I've played in almost every city in the English-speaking world. But there are still very few people I can really call my friends. Oh, I don't believe that. Well, I'm glad, Jane, that a coincidence of names helped us both find friends. Am I wrong, darling, or, or do I detect a note of, well, farewell in your voice? There is a little. You're not leaving already. Why, it's only a month. I know, Jane. A wonderful month. Is it cash, darling? Because if it oh, is, nothing I... Nothing can... like that. In fact, I'm not even giving up my suite. I'll be back. But I hate to leave here, even for only a week or two. Where are you going? <laughs> well, that's just it. I'm not sure. You... You sound so strange, dear. Well, Jane, it's difficult to explain. My first stop is home. But, well, my sister isn't well, and she needs a dry climate, it seems. So I think I'll probably have to find a place in Arizona for her, and then take her there. Oh, you poor dear. Oh, I don't really need sympathy, Jane. And anyway, I'll be back in three or four weeks. I'll miss you. And our breakfasts. I really will. And are you? You're certain there's nothing I can do? Well, there is the question of mail... Shall I forward it home? No, I, I won't be there long enough. But if you just accept anything that comes for me and hold it until I get back. <laughs> what a question. I'll be glad to, darling. I'm sure the management will see to it that I get all your letters anyway. <laughs> Mr. Maitre. Georges Mertier, madame, à votre service. Mr. Maitre. I'm looking for something really nice in the way of a necklace. You will understand, I'm sure, the new evening gowns. One feels so, so bare without a fine necklace. Of course, madame. Now, madame has some uh, limit, perhaps. Limit? Oh, you mean the price. None whatsoever, Mr. Maitre. When the day comes that Jane Costello sees a... Madame Costello, I am desolate not to recognize the great star at once. A thousand apologies. Uh, how can I serve you? I'll trust you, Mr. Maitre. Let me see what you think is right for me. One moment, let me think. Aha, yes, yes, but of course. Uh, Jacques, uh, tray 12 from the small safe at once. Vite, vite. Something really special, Mr. Maitre? You will see, you will see. A cascade of beauty that will take life from your beauty, madame. A piece made for a queen, made uh, undoubtedly for you. Mr. Maitre, you outdo yourself. Ah, merci, Jacques, merci. Now, if madame will feast her eyes on this. Oh, it's so beautiful, it takes my breath away. Madame is most gracious. Uh, this I have designed myself. And the price, Mr. Maitier? So that I may say my work is graced by madame's beauty, $50,000, madame. Uh, 
That is a fortune. Set in platinum, each stone emerald cut, the central pendant a flawless jewel, a perfect rose diamond of 20 carats. You tempt me, Mr. Métier. You really do. Uh, Madame will uh, take it? 50,000. Yes, I'll take it. And uh, Madame wishes it delivered? To my hotel, the Esplanade. If you'll just send it over. Uh, well, Madame will forgive me, but it is most necessary that I call the hotel uh, on the telephone. Well, you know me, Mr. Métier. Why? The formality required by the insurance company, Madame, in these distressing times, so many impostors. Do you think that I'm an impostor, Mr. Métier? But of course not, Madame. Never. However, a record of such a telephone call there must be uh, for the insurance. If Madame will forgive, I will call right here. Madame will see it is but a formality. Oh, very well. If you must, you must. <laughs> a thousand thanks, Madame, for understanding. Uh, office of the manager, if you please. Thank you. I will ring the manager. Martin Coswell speaking. Ah, Monsieur Coswell, uh, Georges Mertier here. Oh, yes, Mertier, the jeweler. Now, how are you? In excellent health. Uh, and you? Perfect. Now, what can I do for you, Mertier? Well, here in my establishment is Madame Jane Costello. Uh, this, of course, is a formality, but uh, Madame wishes a necklace delivered to her at your hotel. Uh, she is registered? Of course. But, of course. And your safe is a satisfactory repository for gems such as this? <laughs> safe is the Bank of England. Thank you, Mr. Coswell. Thank you very much. Uh, good day. Uh, glad to be of service. Goodbye. All is well, of course, madame, as we knew it would be. Our messenger will deliver the necklace before the day is over. I demand to know the meaning of this immediately. Of what, Miss Costello? Is something wrong? Wrong? Is anything right? Now, please sit down, Miss Costello. Sit down. When Mertiers is threatening to sue me for $50,000, unless I produce a necklace they insist they sold me. I don't quite follow. $50,000? Where would I get $50,000 for something to wear around my neck? It's preposterous. If you would start at the beginning, Miss Costello, I'd be most happy to help if I can. Oh, yes. Yes, well, perhaps you don't know. Now then, listen. Two weeks ago, I signed for a package addressed in my name. A package from Mertiers. I ordered nothing, much less a $50,000 diamond necklace. I remember now. George Mertier did call me something about your being registered here and was my safe a secure depository. Apparently not me, Mr. Coswell. My so-called namesake. She ordered the... The necklace, exactly. I was taking her mail and packages while she went off to Arizona. Oh, oh, something about a sister. Two days after the package was delivered, she blew in. Told me she'd come for her mail. I, I gave her the mail and her package from Mertiers. And I haven't seen or heard from her since. And Mertiers has my signature on the receipt and her demanding payment. This is quite serious, Miss Costello. I wonder if you realize how serious... Are you telling me this is not a mistake of some sort, Mr. Coswell? It's no mistake, Miss Costello. It's one of the smoothest, slickest swindles ever perpetrated. Th that woman? With my name, a thief? Yes, Miss Costello. I'm sure she took your name only for the obvious purpose. And I'm equally sure this is a matter strictly for the police. <laughs> In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with What's in a Name.
Now we continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Helen Craig as Sophie Tarwell, alias Jane Costello, in What's in a Name? Just a few miles geographically, but a thousand miles socially from the Hotel Esplanade, was a rooming house like a hundred thousand others across the country. Shabby, shoddy, and anonymous. Second floor rear looked out on the usual littered yard with its crisscross of wash lines. But the occupants of that room were not interested in the view. At the moment, Sophie Tarwell, alias Jane Costello, was interested in the man with her and... Money. A lot once. I want to bury my arms in the long green right up to the elbows. Want to run through it in your bare feet, baby? Yeah, that too. <laughs> All my life it's been pennies and nickels, Art. When the rent was paid, it was worry over the groceries. When the grocer was paid, it was worry over the rent. Never enough money. I couldn't even finish commercial high school, Art. Did I ever tell you that? I couldn't learn shorthand and typing and get a decent job. I had to go into a mill because my father couldn't work, and my older brother wouldn't. And then you met me, Sophie. We ain't done so bad, huh? Two weeks now, Art. Haven't we waited long enough? Could be. Matter of fact, I got a date with Fence Palmer today. Oh, can I go with you? Not on your life, baby. You're hot in a pistol this minute. They saw you. Nobody knows me. Art, let me look at him once more. Sure, baby, sure. Here. Yeah, I love the way they pack this stuff. On black velvet, huh? Look at them shine and glitter, Art. Look at them shine. That's a 50 grand glitter, baby. Ice. $50,000 worth of ice. Gee, how I'd love to wear them, Art. Wouldn't they look gorgeous around my neck? Like a rope, kid. You'd hang us both for sure if you ever wore them diamonds. Palmer, how do you like him? Very pretty. Pretty? Is that all? Yeah. I should get excited over diamonds. Rose cut, the fella told Sophie himself. Today, the demand is square cut. Well, so what? You can't sell it like that. You gotta break it up anyhow. Just what I was thinking, Arthur. All right, all right. How much? Now or after I sell them? Both, both. Five G's down... 20 more after I sell it. Why, oh, you're nuts. That piece of stuff is worth 50 G's at least. That's what the, the fella told... The fella told Sophie himself. Yeah, I know. That's what it was insured for, too. When the insurance company is in it, you can't never get more than half price. Maybe less. Give me the stuff. I don't let you have it for no 25 Put it down, Art. I got a phone. I could get a reward from the insurance company. About 10 G's, maybe. Without doing nothing but making a call. Try it and see how long you live. You ain't no big shot yet, Art. Not until you get the 25 G's. So don't talk about putting anybody away. Any more talk like that, I cut the price. Understand? Okay, okay. I get it. 25 G's. Sophie will be sore as a boil. She thinks she's going to have all of that to spend herself. Half ain't going to set so well with her. <laughs> What's the matter? You scared of the dame? Me scared? What for? Ah, oh, dames is tricky sometimes, especially when they get only half of what they expect. Ah, well, not Sophie, but she'll sure raise the roof. You want the five now? Natch, she sure will raise the roof. In what book it says you've got to give her anything? Here's your five G's counted. I don't want to jip nobody. What do you mean, uh, got to give her anything? <laughs> get smart, boy. You ever showing this deal yourself? Planned it, that's all. Okay. Ever use a telephone, son? Ever use a telephone? 
How much? How much did you get? Five grand this time. Then let me see it. Five thousand dollars. In one place at one time. Looks big, Sophie. Awful big. Ah, wait till you see the other twenty. Of course, we gotta wait for that until, uh... Only twenty more? Yeah, yeah, oh, we'll... We'll, uh, we'll get it after Palmer breaks up the necklace and sells the stones. You complete stupid idiot. Twenty-five thousand. Look, Sophie, that's all he'd give. He said he'd turn us in for the reward if I didn't leave it with him. You and your honest fence. Me, I take the risk. I go and play high society and stick my neck out. And you sell me right down the river. Twenty-five grand. Well, no fence ever gives more than half the value. Not for jerks like you, they don't. I don't have to take this, Sophie, so shut up. I will not. I stuck with you through all the penny-ante jobs. Finally, we pull up a big one. But good. What happens? You dump it down the sewer straight into the ash can. Shut up, I said. Keep your tongue in your face. Don't you dare talk to me like that. I'll talk to you any way I please. Where are you going? Answer me. I'm going out. And you'll be real lucky if I ever come back. Last knee, Lieutenant Turner speaking. Want something on a Costello Mercier necklace? Do we want... Hold the phone a minute. Nah, you can't trace me. This is a pay telephone. You want the tip? Who is this? <laughs> My name is Rockefeller. I buy diamonds all the time. Yeah, all right, Mr. Rockefeller. Spill it. The dame what did the job. She is second floor rear at 17 one half South Jackson Boulevard. She got the rocks? Are you nuts. I'm not that crazy. Hello. Hello. Well, what do you know about that? A break for a change. A nice little break. Art, you came back. Who are you? Police, ma'am. What's your name? I haven't done anything. No, of course not. What's your name? Sophie Tarwell. I haven't done anything. Well, then, Miss Tarwell, I'm sure you won't mind taking a little ride with me and answering a few questions. Look, Sophie, I don't like this any more than you do. Yeah, sure. That's what my father used to say before he wailed a tar out of me. I mean it. I got a home to go to. Lucky you. Shut up. Don't interrupt me. Now, you're going to tell me, Sophie, all about the Merche robbery. How you hijacked the necklace, where it went, who has it now? I'd be very glad to assist the police if I could. They're always such gentlemen. Only it happens I don't have the least idea what you're talking about. You've been identified, Sophie. While you've been sitting here in the squad room with me, you've been observed and positively identified as the woman who registered as the second Jane Costello. I don't believe it. Anyhow... An identification like that would never stand up in court. I want a lawyer. I won't talk until I see a lawyer. We can hold you 24 hours, Sophie, without a lawyer. And we will. You see that little window up there? So what? You've been viewed and identified through that little window. Prove it. I will. All right, send one of them in. Oh, Mr. Coswell. Thank you for helping us. Uh, Lieutenant, I made the identification. Is this absolutely necessary? I'm afraid so. Miss Tarwell here is rather stubborn. It seems she needs convincing. Who's this guy? You know me, Miss Tarwell. I was present when you met the real Jane Costello. I saw you in our hotel daily in your masquerade. 
The circumstances were sufficiently extraordinary that I would remember you a long, long time. How much is the insurance company paying you to say that? Not one penny. Nothing will be paid anyone unless the necklace is recovered. You're wasting your time. Go on back to your bellhops and your potted palms. I never saw you in my life. Thank you, Mr. Coswell. Will you send in the next witness, please? Yes, naturally. It is a parade. Where's the brass band? You're a fool, Sophie. Come clean and I'll give you a break. No cop ever gave anybody a break. Lieutenant, I simply do not wish to have to face this woman. Here she is, Mr. Merchair. You know her, don't you? It is impossible that ever I will forget. So charming, so handsome, and a common thief. Save it, Frenchie. Nobody's proved anything. Call me names and I'll sue you for slander. Heaven forbid. I may go, please, Lieutenant. All right, Merchair. And send in the next one, will you please? Merci, Lieutenant. I'm happy if I have been off self. Who's next, Lieutenant? The King of England? Oh, cut it out, Sophie. You'll never beat this rap, and you know it by now. What seems to be the trouble, Lieutenant? This woman is bright enough to know she's caught? It gets me, Miss Costello. Unless she thinks she's got a chance. I've got every chance. No, you haven't. It's in your eyes. Never mind what's in my eyes. May I, Lieutenant? Help yourself, ma'am. You're a fool, Sophie. No man is worth ten to twenty years of a woman's life in prison. This isn't a play. Stop dramatizing it, Miss Costello. <laughs> Afraid, my dear, if it were a play, the critics would pan it. It's no longer fashionable on Broadway for a woman to protect her man. Nor in real life when the man isn't worth it. Think you're pretty bright, don't you? No. Not very. But I'm sure you're not a fool, Sophie. No woman who was a fool could carry off the performance you gave in my suite every morning for a month. I... I don't make friends with fools, Sophie. Leave me alone, will you? I made my bed, I'll lie in it. Alone. But why, Sophie? For the man who turned you in? Nobody turned me in. Nobody. Why don't you tell her, Lieutenant? We picked you up on a tip, Sophie. A telephone call from a pay station. From a man. No. No. You're making it up. You're trying to get me to say things I won't say. I won't. I won't. It's the truth. Who knew where you were? Who knew you were second floor rear 17 and a half South Jackson Boulevard? No. No, he didn't. He didn't. But he did. You know he did. Your heart says no, Sophie, but your brains say yes. Who is he, Sophie? Where's the necklace? It's... His name is Art Sewell. We've been together for years. I know every job he's ever pulled. I don't know where he is. But you'll find him now. I know that. And... And the necklace, Sophie? A fence. Palmer. The lieutenant will know where to find him. Art took it to him today. He... They couldn't have broken it up yet. All right, lieutenant. A woman with a woman, Miss Costello. So beautiful. Stones are like fire and ice. I should have worn it once anyway. Like fire and ice, made for a queen. They mustn't break it up. They mustn't. Stop them, Lieutenant. Don't let them spoil it. Please don't let them spoil it. It's too beautiful. Like fire and ice. Like fire and ice. Does not pay. Helen 
Craig, who starred as Sophie Tarwell in What's in a Name, will be back with you in just a moment. Now, here in person is Helen Craig. I think it's pretty clear that Sophie Tarwell was one of those unfortunate people who feel that they have the right to use their wits in any way they can. She wasn't born a criminal. She was made one by lack of training and opportunity to use her talents. When we, people like you and me, have seen to it that everyone receives training and opportunities within his or her ability, crimes like Sophie's will disappear. That will happen because, truthfully... The wrong way of life is always the hard way in the end. Inevitably, one way or another, the offender learns, as Sophie and Art did, that crime does not pay. Thank you, Helen Craig. Crime Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Marks B. Loeb, with music composed and conducted by John Gart. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you've just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. Thank you.